0: Welcome to our show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Committed. Uh, yes, that's Jay. And that's Smitty. And, and we're really committed. committed. Oh, wow. Um, that was actually on, on time for once. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to start off with our usual disclaimer that sometimes I forget and put it at the end, but I'm putting it at the beginning. We're not doctors. We're not psychiatrists. We're not licensed counselors or therapists or any of the above. We are just people that want to talk about our own mental health journey and hopefully help reduce the stigma around others' mental health journeys um, just in general and make people feel like they are not alone because you're not so, with that being said, today's topic is celebrities and mental illness.
1: Yes, and
0: this is actually it
1: was a great segue, Smitty, because um, when celebrities share their struggles with mental health and mental illness, I think it's a great way to show that uh, you truly are not alone. I mean, you're not alone with your experiences uh, or brain chemistry or however you want to put it, I think it's good when celebrities speak out about what they struggle with too because it shows that they are human and that it's a shared human experience that we all kind of struggle from time to time with our mental health and mental illness affects everybody. It does not discriminate by celebrity status, race, age, gender, it really does affect everybody.
0: Yeah, I think that it, um, they have a particular. Um, yeah, I totally lost the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, pet, like celebrities have kind of a, a pedestal. Yes. That they can speak from, um, where you know our culture has an unhealthy obsession with celebrities anyway. But um, if they're speaking about an issue like mental illness and telling their own stories, I feel like that's somewhere they can do good and make people, you know, kind of help shift the mindset. Um, yes. You know, 50 or so years ago when, if a, if a movie star talked about their mental illness, it would basically be the end of their career. True. Very true. Um, so I think it really does help with the stigma now Um, there was a, I was reading an article by, um, Katrina Gay. She wrote it, um, for the National Alliance on Mental Illness about what happens when celebrity speaks out. Mm. And she was trying to get a speaker, um, for one of the events for, uh, the National Alliance for Mental Illness. It's called Nami, M- N-A-M-I, is how they shorten it. I'm not I'm sure learning. if that's supposed to be. Is it? Is that how they say it? As an acronym? I have no idea. I've never heard it know. spoken,
1: but I, I have read the acronym before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so even in 2006, they she was having a lot of trouble getting a celebrity spokesperson for that event, and they ended up um, Patty Duke ended up agreeing to do so, but. Uh, Katrina asked her why it, it was so hard to find someone in the entertainment industry that would speak out, and she said, at that time in Hollywood, talent would run the risk of getting blacklisted and denied parts if it were known that they had a mental health condition. And a lot of them considered that risk too high.
1: Yeah. And the
0: reason she, Patty Duke was able to come forward was because she said, everyone already knows my story. And she's been the president of the Screen Actors Guild and had a successful career so she could afford to take those risks. There you go. Um,
1: Women like her kind um, of paved the way for people being, I guess, being able to speak out more openly about what what they were going through. Yeah,
0: because now, I mean, I think the more celebrities you see speak out about it, the more common you realize that it it really is. Because we can sit here and say one in five people are infected by mental illness, which means. Everybody knows somebody, essentially, you know, but it's becoming more and more common to hear celebrities talk about it. I think for some reason that sinks in with people more.
1: Yeah, I think especially when they use their platform to kind of. Yes, platform was the
0: word I was looking for, not pedestal. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Well, I think, uh, so I,
1: I playing off what you just said, I think we do put them on a pedestal and expect perfection from them and expect them to be these, uh, these idols on, on pedestals that yeah. don't have any struggles and aren't people outside of their roles. And I think when they do disclose uh, mental health issues or mental illnesses, I think... Some people, there is a backlash. I mean, uh, I don't know if you were going to talk about this, but Kit Harington, um, who plays Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, came out this week and said, "Well, I think his his uh, a spokesperson actually said that he was going into going for uh, a wellness retreat uh, oh, because okay. he has been affected by stress and alcohol." Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's uh, the what they said about exactly about the alcohol, I don't know, it was binging or using alcohol to cope um, because of the show and the show ending. And a lot of uh, news reports were saying he was going to rehab. Um, a spokesperson of his, might have been his agent, came out and said, it's actually not rehab, it's a wellness retreat for stress. Um, and because, you know, he's, he's got a break in his schedule because he's made it on the film in Game of Thrones and stuff. And a lot of people who fans just, you know, trolls on the internet were making fun of him for going into rehab. And wow. yeah, it just, it just shows, I mean, the fact that he has to then say, you know, it's a wellness retreat. Um, it's actually in Connecticut as well. So I think it's the one, it's, it's probably the one that's near me actually, but I mean, there have tons of therapy, you know, institutes around the country. Um, but the fact that they had to kind of frame it as no, no, it's a wellness retreat. Like the fact that he's looking after himself, after experiencing a lot of stress, using alcohol to cope. Um, which a lot of a lot of celebrities use alcohol and drugs to cope mm-hmm. with their daily lives, and the fact that he was shamed and made fun of for that is very sad.
0: It is sad. It really should be celebrated because it's courageous. To, to take that step and make it um, public. You know, he could have yeah. just kind of disappeared and not let people know. And uh, they, he didn't have to come out and announce exactly what he was doing. Yeah. You know, so um, it's, and it's so shocking to me that people still see it as. Do you think it's because we think, like, celebrities have everything, so what could possibly be wrong, and that's yes, where the, the uh, definitely. making fun of them, or, you know, yeah. oh, that can't be, and it doesn't matter how much money you have. <laughs> no, exactly. It and doesn't matter how famous you are, you know? The,
1: so, two of the other actresses on Game of Thrones um, had gone through because they a lot of the kids grew up on the show, like the actress Maisie Williams who plays one of the Stark daughters, um, really struggled with uh self esteem and body image issues because she was, I think, thirteen when she started on the show, and I think she's twenty two now, but she was always having her appearance picked apart and all her, you know, guest spots picked apart by people on the internet. So she really struggles with self esteem. And Mm Um, the other actress, who plays her sister on the show, is Sophie Turner, um, had bouts of depression too. And so I think, you know, and these these actors, you know, all, th- all three of them, are all very famous, um, could probably get you know, parts in anything at this point. And, you know, made a lot of money off this show and it doesn't stop the fact that they are humans who are affected by stress and mental health issues like the rest of us are.
0: Yeah, it's... I it think of the whole um, Britney Spears thing that's in the news right now. You know, you have people saying, where is Britney? What's wrong with Britney? And I think she's essentially done the same thing that um, the celebrity you were talking Kit about. past. And yeah. Like she's, yeah. She... I'm sadly not a Game of Thrones a person. So. <laughs> I'm not either, don't worry. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of stress going on in our life, and um, she took the, the courageous step, and went and got help proactively, which is something that should be celebrated, but for her, yeah. too, it's such a, I mean, people just never leave her alone, so I yeah. I, mean, I feel like We've talked about um, bullying and how people can never get away from social media. Yep. It's like that times a thousand for celebrities. Celebrities. Yeah. And exactly. if you're suffering from a depression, you know, from a season of depression or not even just a season, just depression in general or anxiety, and then it's plastered all over every. Yes. T V, you know. It's just I don't know how they handle that. And some so, of them don't handle it well.
1: Yeah, agreed. And and I think uh, historically Brittany has had um, I guess very public I won't I wouldn't say meltdowns, but she said very public um, struggles in the past too. Yeah. And, and come back from them um, and I know there's, there's other celebrities who have just seemed to be really suffering I, I know Lindsay Lohan was I think was alcohol and drugs um, yeah is just in recovery now and then yeah I just think I think it's, it's silly silly is the nicest way I can put it because we shame celebrities for getting help But then when they don't get help it's even worse you know so Mm -hmm. they either stop you know they stop recording or they have to leave celebrity life in general and you know come off social media and go into rehab or you know quit public life and then we're like oh what happened to them it's like well (laughs) they need help and they either didn't get it or they're trying to get it and I don't know. It's it's kind of ridiculous, but um, another star who was very publicly struggled and sought help is Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. And I was actually listening yeah. to her music when I was doing the research for this pod because she has an incredible song called "Sober," which
0: yes, I didn't I actually know about
1: until very recently. Uh, and so, Demi Lovato. Um, has, you know, disclosed that she's struggled with an eating disorder, um, with self-harm, with, um, like, using drugs and alcohol to cope. I think she was also mm-hmm. uh, admitted to um, alcoholism. And it wasn't until she checked herself in that she actually got diagnosed with bipolar disorder in 2010. Yeah. So I think it's fascinating that she, she had no idea... So she was obviously struggling with anxiety and, and depression and you know, using self-harm and alcohol to cope with what she was going through. And then realized she actually had a diagnosis for it, but then has continued to struggle, uh, ended her sobriety at some point in, when she wrote that song, kind of that was announcing her relapse and then uh, had an accidental heroin overdose last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And uh, it's all been very public and it's, it's very admirable because she keeps. And like you said before, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, even 10 years ago, a celebrity could come back from all that she's come back from and still right. have fans and still be able to produce music. Um, because, you know, she's, she's very publicly gone through a lot. I mean, just eating disorder, self harm, bipolar. Heroin, alcohol. That's I mean, that's a lot for one person, <laughs> and my celebrity. So I think it's it's fascinating that she can keep going back, and she has so much support as well in from her fans, but also from her family, and also from other celebrities. So uh, very courageous of her, but also just yeah, fascinating. Like I don't know if stars in the past could have, especially females, could have gone through what she's gone through and been accepted
0: that's a good point when you say especially females because I think um one for Demi I think that her the fact that she's been so transparent and open about it is part of what keeps people rooting for her yeah um and part of what helps people understand I mean understand or at least try to understand or maybe be empathetic instead of just sympathetic to what she's going through yes um but you think about more often than not there's probably several male celebrities that have had addiction struggles in the past years or even like early fifties and sixties that it was just written off as he's an alcoholic or he's an addict or, yeah. you, you know, and they're more, I'm going to hazard a guess and say they were probably using those to cope also, you yeah. know, um, I would say like a James Dean probably had some underlying yeah, mental true. health issues and that's, please don't write us and tell me I'm being, Making assumptions. I am making assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just just guessing, but... Um, no, but I think you're I right think... in that
1: a lot of these celebrities use alcohol and drugs as a coping mechanism for what they're going on yeah. in their daily life, and they go through... Uh, I'm not going to say they go through more than the average person, but they have different yeah. stresses. And you're right, I think, just as a lot of us self-medicate, they self-medicate too, and they and don't think it... they would want to seek help because of you know, just what we just talked about before, with what Kate Harrington going through and other people going through when they, when they identify as having mental health struggles.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, they have easy access to, I mean, it's much easier for everyone around them is saying yes. So mm-hmm. they have easier access to get things to help them. Yep. Um, self-medicate. But if you think of, uh, like a Robert Downey Jr. You know, he, yeah. mental illness and addiction typically go hand in hand and most people think of him as an addict. And I don't actually, he was what, not what somebody I looked up before this, but, um, I would hazard another guess that he probably has some mental health, um, struggles. underlying mental health, you know, struggles. Yeah. that. Yes. uh. Uh, kind of, that caused those addictions, but he still had movie roles, you know, he still, he didn't get blacklisted, he didn't get, until I think he got a bit out of control, I I think there was a period where people wouldn't,
1: yeah, I I think he fell off the map when he was like
0: at his peak, yeah,
1: yeah, Um, we came back,
0: but I just, it's interesting that you said, especially women, I'm still stuck on that, just because I wonder if it's, harder for women to come back from something like that than men.
1: And I would say maybe it's harder for males to get diagnosed
0: though.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's a good
1: point. Just because they're seen as such like, you know, they are masculine, strong, don't need help, you know, all the stupid sexist tropes, and Mm -hmm. it's probably amplified even more when you're a celebrity. And you don't want to be seen as weak, you know? And so yeah. getting help is often seen as a weakness. We know it's not, but I can imagine it's probably more of a struggle for men because of the gross society we live in, that women are, it's more acceptable for women to get help.
0: I think. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know whose careers suffer
1: more from that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but you know speaking of your kind of delving into whether these male celebrities may or may not have had mental health issues in researching this, I find it difficult to separate seasonal depression and oppressive instances from actual depression. And Yeah singular episodes of anxiety or panic attacks from diagnosed anxiety disorders because a lot of celebrities uh, kind of, and probably it might just be the interviews that they're in too, they kind of throw it out there, which is nice because it, it does, I guess it does um, normalize it for the readers and the fans to say like, okay, they go through struggles too. They, you know, when they have setbacks, they have seasons of depression, you know, when they are very stressed, they, have panic attacks too, but it also kind of... I don't know if it minimises it, but it does make it a struggle because some of us that have diagnoses, um, you can kind of... I mean, you can empathise with them, but there's not as many people who have diagnosed uh, depression and anxiety disorders that speak out, I think. Well, not that I could find, mm-hmm. but... Um, those who have either been diagnosed with depression or have had seasons of depression as uh, I, like, I like that phrase um i'm just it's new uh kristen bell jim carrey yeah um, the generous yep. uh kara delavine johnny depp eminem chris evans which i'd never heard before hmm. harrison ford and jared padalecki from supernatural and then oh, wow. anxiety, I think it might be even harder than depression, because anxiety is a word that's thrown around very easily and loosely related to actual anxiety disorder. But a couple of celebrities who have either have had bouts of anxiety or who have panic attacks are Kendall Jenner, Dakota Johnson, Emma Stone, Lady Gaga, Zayn Malik, Kristen Stewart. Sarah Silverman, and Khloe Kardashian. A lot more women in that list, I would say. Yeah. Uh, And then bipolar, there's actually a lot of celebrities who have admitted to bipolar disorder. Um, So Mariah Carey, Carrie Fisher, Rex, Mel Gibson, and Russell Brand, obviously as well as Demi
0: Lovato, who we discussed earlier. I, I, some of the ones that you mentioned, Emma Stone I came across in my um, research too. And uh, it's interesting that her and um, Amanda Seyfried, and I know we've talked about being medicated, not being medicated before mm-hmm. and how it is, I mean, it's your own choice and it's between you and your psychiatrist and your yep. therapist and what works best for you. But, um, Amanda Seyfried and Emma Stone, I think Emma Stone was saying it too. We're talking about the fact that they are medicated and they will always be and they're not um, ashamed of it and not, you know. um, Okay, I take that back. It wasn't Emma Stone. (laughs) I lie. I lie. I did not mean to though. But um, uh, Amanda Seyfried she talks. She even named the pill. Oh, which interesting! A lot of times they don't do because, yeah. you know, you don't want thirteen-year-olds dealing with depression than to just say, "I want this pill because this is what Amanda Seyfried yeah. takes," or, you know, um. But the fact that they're speaking out and being so open these days just, um, I, it, it gives me some hope that yeah. people are taking it a little more seriously. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, Kristen Bell, it also said that
1: it was um, on antidepressants. So I think a yes. lot of them, the thing this is, the struggle is that a lot of them have bouts of depression, seasonal depression, or, you know, bouts of anxiety because they live very stressful lives and also, True. like, All humans, when they have a setback in life or something big happens in their life, it's natural to go through anxiety or you know a a season of sadness, like if you're grieving somebody or you lose a job or something like that. So I think it's it's hard to kind of pin down some of these people that actually are diagnosed. But even the, the fact that they're speaking out about it, you know, it does humanize the what other people go through and normalizes it too. You know, it's it's okay to. Grieve, or to have heightened anxiety or to, mm-hmm. you know, be bedridden after something's happened in your life. It's, it's okay. It's like, it's just how people yeah. process and celebrities that are no different than
0: us. Um, exactly. It was um, Kristen Bell, who, she's, she talks ah. about being medicated but does yes. not talk about the medicine for that reason. Interesting. There was it was an interview. There's a really good interview with her um, if you guys just Google person some depression it's a, a um, we've mentioned it on the, the pod before um, and I can't remember who it's with but I will find it while we're talking Might be because dangerous. it's a you good one I mean. to listen to and she doesn't um, it was recent it may have been a podcast actually oh, okay yeah She's
1: fantastic, though. She's uh, she's very outspoken she about, you know, her day-to-day struggles. And um, I will also say that, that um, more celebrities are talking about postpartum depression. Um, yes. And that might be a podcast by itself, I think, because it's very I, misunderstood. I and I don't want to gloss over it, but we can probably loop in some of the celebrities that are talking about it uh, in um a later podcast but yeah postpartum depression it's it's very real it's it's serious and uh we're gonna dedicate an actual episode to it um
0: yeah i think she um or she sorry <laughs> one thing just to know like the amount of pressure to be beautiful and fit into their um norms that are societal norms for celebrities that are ridiculously or their expectations of Mm -hmm. body image that are ridiculous um probably plays into that but
1: yeah definitely yes
0: that's a whole other thing yeah
1: so on the Uh, flip side of this discussion of you know celebrities talking you know getting help or um openly discussing mental health um Gosh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't talk about trigger warnings. And so this might, um, be, good, this might be a good time to bring it up. It, yeah. This might be a good time to bring it up because uh, we are going to discuss... Yeah, I might put it at the beginning as well. But uh, within all this, we are talking about, obviously, depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, addiction, and relapsing, and um, up next... Uh, suicide so kind of the flip side of celebrities who did get help and were outspoken some celebrities uh, kind of struggle in silence or do get help but in the end they kind of succumb to what they're going through and so Mm -hmm. this is kind of why I'd rather celebrities talk about it and you know, I'd rather we applaud celebrities for going and getting help because the flip side of that is what happens when they don't get help or their help doesn't work, I guess. Um, not to blame them because uh, mental illness is it's a personal battle and yeah. suicide is a very complicated topic we've talked about before. But um, there are a number of celebrities who have died, even very recently. Um, And these are mostly around mental health, because I know that there's been some overdoses, and obviously people die of of all sorts of, you know, celebrities die of all sorts of, you know, complications, old age, but um, kind of the ones that stand out in my mind are the ones that I'm about to bring up. So, uh, Alexander McQueen um, was self-medicating he was an addict and he killed himself in 2010 uh sorry i'm trying to go in order here uh lee thompson young he was an actor he had depression and bipolar this was a big one for me because he was actually in a show that was on tv airing at the time rizzoli and isles and they had to write him out of the show uh, he killed himself oh, he yes, I too. remember. Yes. Yep. Uh, Robin Williams. He was an addict off and on. He had depression. Uh, he was also diagnosed with Parkinson's disorder right before he died. Uh, he overdosed in 2014. Um think this is still in order <laughs> I did not about these in order Chester Bennington um, the lead singer in Linkin Park uh, yeah. depression addiction died in 2017 it's a huge deal to anybody who listened to their music obviously um, Kate Spade of the, obviously oh, the Kate yes. Spade designers uh, anxiety depression uh, killed herself in 2018. Anthony Bourdain. Uh, he oh. used drugs to self-medicate. He actually openly talked about his suicidal ideation, which is a person's um, thoughts on suicide. Um, I guess he readily talked about feeling suicidal. And he actually killed himself in 2018, according to my notes are actually correct, so I can't see the number. And then finally, uh, Mac Miller, who used drugs and alcohol to self-medicate his depression. He accidentally overdosed in 2018. So, obviously that's not an extensive list of everyone who died. Um, Those are just celebrities that kind of came to mind when I thought about struggling with mental health and... You know, a lot of these family and friends had no idea that this was going to happen because they didn't realize how you know how much they were struggling. They didn't realize right. um what they, like why they were self medicating. They didn't realize it was underlying mental health issues. Um, and so, you know, in a, I think in a depression episode, not depression, suicide, or a suicide episode, we did talk about. Um, When celebrities kill themselves, suicide rates skyrocket. And so there's always a worry about talking about celebrities and mental health because um, you don't want copycats. So there's like a flip side to the mental health and celebrities discussion of, well, it's great when they're in the news kind of normalising mental health. But yeah, there's obviously the backlash of that is when they kill themselves, I was going to say succumb to suicide, but, you know, it's just, they they lose that that personal battle, and then, right. you know, they're left, family and friends are left grieving, and trying to do it in private, but it's a very public death, you know, and then, it's, there's not always answers for it either, about why it happened. There's not. You know, suicide is a very complicated topic, and... Yeah, copycats are a huge issue, and it really it's for people that we don't know. Celebrity deaths can really affect fans and just human beings who who listen to their music or, or read their books or watch their shows or, um, you know, Kate Spade was a huge a huge deal um, because mm. no one no one knew she was struggling, and it's right. like you said earlier, it's that they have everything. You know, they have family, they have friends, they have these careers and they still couldn't figure out their mental health. You know, that's the only way I can put it because...
0: Yeah, they have access probably to the best counselors, doctors, Mm -hmm. psychiatrists, therapists, but it's just proof that this disease, illness is no different in terms of needing to get the help to get better than, and we've said this before, than a cancer or a, you know, because, yeah, it your brain is an organ. It's a part of your body. So, I mean, if you're arm is broken, you fix it. If, and if your brain, I don't want to say broken because that's not <laughs> it. But if you're like, I mean, you break brain your arm, but if you're brain chemicals, yeah, if you have, if your brain chemicals aren't working correctly, you fix it. But people, you know, there's still such a stigma. People don't want to admit it. And then they try to push through and just um, fix it on their own, which yeah. it's, and being in the spotlight, I would think even more so, you're encouraged to do that, probably. Yeah. And feel like you have to do that. I know, like, if you think of Robin Williams, he seemed like, and I think people said this about him, too. Um, and Kristen Bell has kind of talked about this, too. Where they, they feel like they need to be the life of the party. And like yeah. Everyone, you know, expects them to be happy all the time. And cause he was such a funny, funny and kind human being yeah, um, that you expect that to be their character 100% of the time. And how do you keep that image up when you're suffering from depression? You know that it's exhausting, but it'd be yeah. t- exhaustion on steroids when you're, you know, a celebrity and yeah. everybody sees everything you do. When Very do different. they get time to themselves to, you know, kind of recover or reset or?
1: I don't know if they do. And I think that's why self-medicating is such a big issue with celebrities. Mm-hmm. Because maybe they need to be the life of the party. Maybe they need a little bit of medication to get them through it. And I don't mean the prescribed kind. Um, right. <laughs> but, right. yeah, I mean, self-medicating is a huge issue for people with mental health struggles, because I think, you know, when you have had a long, hard day, some people go home and, you know, have a glass of wine at the end of the day, and mm-hmm. that's completely normal, uh, but when you're using drugs and alcohol to kind of cope on a daily basis, and... a numb, or a numbing yep. measure... Yep, to try and, you know, maybe you you drink before you go to parties to to, free your anxiety or, you know, to chill you out or whatever it is. I know self-medicating is a huge issue for people who have mental health struggles but are not seeking help. And so, you know, you see it in people around you. So I can only imagine how bad it is for celebrities who have access to a copious amount of coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And instead of giving them help, probably people are giving them ways to cope. Or, you know, maybe they just need, you know, want to cope for their fans because they don't want to seem to break, you know, to break out of their character.
0: Like, Christabel is always a sweet, bubbly,
1: upbeat person, you know, and it's very
0: hard for her to probably turn around and say, actually, I'm not that way all the time. That's um, an excellent point because... I mean, we do look up to celebrities as a society, yeah. whether right or wrong, similarly to the way we look up to um, pro sports players and, yep. you know, or athletes. And it it's, that's a hard, it would have to be, like, like I know, I have no idea. <laughs> but I would have to be an extremely hard pedestal to stay on. Yeah. Um, Because you're a normal person who has normal thoughts and feelings and issues to deal with and families. And it's just that you chose a profession where you're in the spotlight all the time. Yeah. And we, by extension, then feel like we should have a right to know about your life and all of your life, which I don't agree with, but that's, that comes along with celebrity.
1: And yeah, that's just it's kind of
0: how it's worked out. You know, it's kind of crazy. It when is. You
1: think about it, like outside, like in the rational of like, like one of the the Game of Thrones actresses was saying. I think it's Maisie Williams was saying. Like she didn't know how bad it would get with celebrity, mm-hmm. and she kind of is excited the show's over so she can kind of return to some kind of normalcy because yeah. she grew up this way. And I think it's, you know, we always say, well, that's what you get. But it's like, in a way. Not all of them pick these jobs to be famous. I think a lot of them pick these jobs because they like acting, and that's their career choice. And it's kind of yes. funny that we're like, "Well, this is what you get. You get the fame and the people dissing you on the internet and all this kind of other stuff." And it's like it's such an odd, you know, backlash to a career choice if you think about it. It like, really is. They're just humans that's,
0: playing yeah. roles. And That they're they're doing something they're passionate about, and yeah that the rest of us that do the same thing, you know, have a career we're passionate about don't have to worry about somebody following us home to take pictures or trying to catch us on a no makeup day and bad hair day. (laughs) And you know that I do think these days when you choose that profession, you know, it comes with it, but that doesn't mean that it's, something they want and I, I think our society has turned it into that I don't think it's I honestly don't think it's okay we don't have a right to um their lives just because they're on screen or on camera agree um should we wrap this yeah. up yeah <laughs> yeah Very this was a, a like I thought it'd be a lighter one but it is it's actually it is sad it's sad that, that um people have to that celebrities who really are just normal people have to deal with the same stuff we do but times infinity. In the public you know? eye. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. A lot more scrutiny. Yeah, I I right. guess I don't know if so I, I was gonna say it comes down to what we usually say is communication, but it's like I think it's the two sides of the coin. I think it's great that celebrities uh, are being more vocal about our struggles and I think if you as a listener have a diagnosis or, you know, like most of us struggle with your, you know, your mental health by day to day, I think it's good to know that you're not alone and yes. that you can look up these interviews like with Kristen Bell or, you know, mm. Kit Harrington or Maisie Williams and see that... You're not alone. They are human too. And maybe you can find some solace in reading about their struggles too, because they go through hard times and are still able to have lives of passion and travel and fun. So maybe that is something that can be uplifting for you if you're struggling yeah. right now. Um, not at all of us obviously can, you know, be Game of Thrones stars, but we can, even with, diagnoses like bipolar and depression etc we can have fulfilling happy lives um there are struggles obviously but um we can still make great lives out of what we're doing um the flip side uh <clears throat> we had a, obviously a very sad discussion about celebrities who have lost their lives to their struggle with their mental illnesses and their mental health. And I think that, obviously, we're not celebrities. And <laughs> we don't have celebrities listen to this podcast. So it's not necessarily a, you know, go and get help or communicate discussion. But if you are a fan of a celebrity that does kill themselves... I think if you're really struggling with that aftermath, go talk to somebody. It's completely normal to grieve a celebrity, even though you don't know Very them personally. Um, don't feel like it's not allowed or not okay. Like your feelings are completely valid. And if you're struggling, please go and talk to somebody and get help because you're allowed to. You're allowed to grieve and you're allowed to be sad. And um, you know you can you can talk to your friends and family about it. You could. Um, talk to a hotline, you can go and see a person, in, in, you know, a therapist in person, please feel like, don't feel like your feelings are not valid just because they're a celebrity.
0: That's an excellent point and a perfect way to end it, I think, because those people become part of our lives, the characters they play, we relate to, and and it does feel like you've lost somebody that you know.
1: Agreed, yeah. When that happens.
0: So, um, yes, so... Perfect ending to this. <laughs> um, do you want to do self or self care? Yeah. yeah. Well, is it our self care show? <laughs> I feel it's. A, is this the first time we've done this podcast? What is wrong with me? Yes, okay. clearly.
1: <laughs> we just recorded recently too. I think. I know. I know. It's a Sunday. <laughs> it it's, is. It's a Sunday. We don't usually record on Sundays, do we? We're just having a. while. No.
0: Then. Yeah,
1: we haven't in a while. <laughs> So, so my self-care tip for the week is, I don't actually know, I don't actually know if I've used this one before, but it's giving back to help yourself. So this sounds kind of weird, but as someone who volunteers, I get a lot of people asking, "Yeah, how can you, you know, how do you do that? Like, how do you give your time and self to something and do it selflessly. And Mm. I will say it's not actually a, a selfless act completely because I get a lot of joy and it's a good way to give back to myself too. Because I feel good when I volunteer. I feel good when I'm helping others. And so it's a weird way of self-caring, but it is kind of how I I feel good at the end of the day. Like, if I know I've done good, I feel good.
0: Yeah, well, and that makes total sense. Giving back to other people and helping other people does help you because it reminds you that things can, that there's hope, and there there are other people out there that will help, I think. And I think there is some power given back to you when you see that you've made a change in someone else's life. You know, if your life is feeling a little bit out of control. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, you're right. I think it's like, it does give me hope when I give back, Mm -hmm. because it reminds me that other people are also struggling, and that there are other people that care, and yes. that you know it. Like it does go on every day. You wake up every day, yeah. and life continues. And I think that is that. It's like that little bit of hope gives me hope. That's myself. Get tip for the week is to give back. Go find a way that you can volunteer somewhere. Animal yeah. shelter. You know, be a reader. Uh, you know, go and help people with second languages. Um, That's I'm very selfish point. in my self care.
0: See, I'm going to argue. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second because okay. I don't want people to think that self care is selfish because I think it's nourishment and I mm-hmm. think it's important. Um, but I think that inherently it seems selfish because you're focused on yourself, right? Yes. So, uh, but I, I just mean in my like. Yeah, in my selfless acts of giving back—I am
1: actually not very selfless because it is about me at the end of the day. But self-care in general is not selfish. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, you're yeah, and I, um, I, 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 I see where you're coming from. And all I can think <laughs> of is the friends episode where um, Chandler or Joey tells Phoebe, it may even be Ross, that there are no selfless acts. It's the one where the, her, the thumb appears in the... Um, yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. So we won't go into all that, but it's, it's so, you know, that you, that you inherit, you get something out of everything you do, whether it's supposed that's to be selfless or not. So, um, and that's actually perfect, a perfect, not the Friends episode, but your <laughs> self-care tip is a good segue into my self-care tip, which is don't be afraid to be the person that's asking for help either. Um, I'm, you know, kind of going through, a, a medicine, not going kind of, I am going through a medicine transition right now. Those can be hard. Um, yes. they can take weeks. This one's five weeks and I'm really struggling with it, but sticking with it. Cause I'm not, um, I don't want to give up before we find out is this the right new medicine for me or not? And, Mm -hmm. um, that's a whole nother episode in and of itself too. (laughs) But, uh, when I first called, I actually emailed my, um, psychiatrist's office and they're so wonderful there. And they, you know, their first question is always, are you safe and are you okay? And, um, so I always start my emails with, I'm safe and I'm okay <laughs> because they know they're going to ask, yeah. but you, you start seeing the, um, signs of a, of a well-managed depression and anxiety start to become unmanageable. And what I was noticing was, you know, I was sleeping a lot more. I was, um, ba- not bailing. I don't like the word bailing because I feel like it's you're doing something wrong when you're not if you're taking care of yourself but canceling plans with friends mm-hmm. or just saying no right out because I didn't want to be out and about mm-hmm. or be social and I was doing like, those things were increasing and that's always a good telltale sign that something needs to be checked so yeah, I think we not all
1: learned depression tells
0: yeah, so don't be afraid to ask for help because immediately I got you know I got a response immediately they called me we talked through it I'm still in touch with them um, you know they want me to check in every two weeks and make sure that everything's going okay so um, people are there to help you if these things start to happen and that's just a natural part of the disease too sometimes if you take um, you know, if you take Advil every single day, eventually your body will need more Advil, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, sometimes your body just becomes immune to the, the medicine that you're on and you need something different. Um, but also stay self-aware too. It's hard, you know, pay attention Mm -hmm. to what your body is telling you. Um, because sometimes if you ignore it, then it, you may are you may be at a point where it's more serious than you want it to be. Um, so, pay attention and don't be afraid to speak up when things don't feel right. Listen to your gut. That was a that was a good self care tip. Um, Thank you. I
1: think it was a good episode, even though it was super sad.
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> So thank you for listening. Uh, we hope that you guys get something out of it as well again email us talk to us uh, committed the podcast at gmail.com
1: find us on Instagram committed the podcast yep.
0: um, and that's that's it really yeah so that's Jay <laughs> and that's Mitty. And, and we're, we're committed. committed.